Bud Geraci here, sitting in for TK today, but never fear, Tim is here, just turning the tables on he and Paul Baca today, turning the microphones on them. I'll be asking the question today, gentlemen. Good. We'll call this the secrets of the TK show. Fellas, uh... <laughs> Looking at the guest list that you've put together over the last uh, 50 plus episodes, I remember we started with Harbaugh, then NBA legend Jerry West, the logo, Brian Sabian and Mark Davis. Those were the first four shows, and I remember around here in the office people saying, who's he got, who's he got next? I said, I think it's the fifth Beatle. <laughs> Uh, it didn't really slow down from there. You've had Don Nelson, Joe Laca, Billy Bean, Oscar De La Hoya, Draymond Green, Bill Parcells, Rob Manfred, on and on. What was the hardest get of this guest list? Well, speaking for myself, because I am the one getting yeah. these guests, uh, Paul, Paul always wants, by the way, I'll say Paul always wants me to get Jose Canseco. He's That's always one, asking no. me, Jose Canseco. I say, you get him, no. we'll put him on. I'm, I'm still not trying. Him. I'm still Where's trying. Jose Canseco? Jose, if you hear no. this, that's who Paul wants. Yeah, I, I don't think to, you I'll need much. I haven't, I haven't lifted a finger for that one. Yeah. Uh, if he gets him, we're doing it. The one that took the longest time, maybe not the one that was the largest listenership, but uh, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, was always willing. I knew he was, that's one of those I kept asking. I knew he wanted to be on. His, his PR guy always said, they just, we just couldn't find the right date. If I just kept, had to keep asking, this, this is like maybe from the big first week I was asking Man Manfred, it's always good to have the baseball commissioner on. Um, but it, I must have asked five times, and I don't ask five times, but I just knew that was one that I wanted to have on. He was really good. It just was a time frame that we had to pick, and we had to know, we had to narrow it down, this or this one or this one. Uh, and he's the commissioner of baseball, so you know he's busy and he's traveling. It just always was the toughest one to just get. So when we did get him, it felt good. And then we have a story about that one because I told Paul, the show's at 1.30. He's calling at 1.30. I'll see you at 1. And what did Paul think when I said that? Oh, I, I remember the text message <laughs> different. I remember the text message a lot differently. I, I wish I had a screenshot of it right now, but it was like, uh, I'll, I'll see you at 1 or it's at 1.30. Anyway, I thought I thought the show was at one thirty, so I thought he was coming back at twelve forty-five. That's what it was. One o'clock. So, yeah, it was yeah, one o'clock show. Thought, he was calling I, I was, at one. He was calling. I'm coming, of baseball yeah. called at one. I'm I'm coming in at twelve forty-five, thinking um, I'm early from lunch, <laughs> and I still got forty-five minutes to set up for the show. And Tim's standing in the hallway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing set up. Nobody. There's not this is the room that we use. Yeah, nobody ever. Yeah. Nobody ever yells in this building. <laughs> So really, let me understand. The hardest get then was getting yeah, Baca that, that, here for yeah, Rob Manfred. Yeah, that was harder. That was actually hard. That's so. That's why it was the hardest get. We'd I'd worked the hardest to get this guy. He's the commissioner of baseball, and we're not set up at all. Fifteen minutes before he's calling, <laughs> it wouldn't be. It's not great if like you know Ralph Barbieri calls and we're not ready. It's not great. It's not wonderful, but we could live with that. If if you know and, and you know Dave Feldman from Com wouldn't be great, but we could live with that. Commissioner of Baseball, which I took five times swings at to get in. If we didn't have one, it wasn't great. But we got it done. Paul and figured I, out how fast he could do this. I broke a record that day. <laughs> I set everything up in 12 minutes. It's like a Warriors-like comeback for you. <laughs> it was you. awesome. It there was, was awesome. there was cords everywhere. Worse than this today. But it, was, it, was nothing, it was memorable. Nothing was organized, but it, it was, was all plugged in and memorable. ready to go. I think Bud Geraci was part of that one, too. He was around. He, he, he saw my reaction. So. Oh, I was. You were coming by. Where's Baca? Where's Baca? I don't know. It's not my turn to watch him. I'm walking in with my sandwich <laughs> he's all yeah who was uh have you got some 
big fish you almost got, big fish you got off the hook. Well, I can say this one because I get a little superstitious about saying pe- about people I want to have on or am planning to have on. This is one I really wanted to have on from the get-go. Maybe, you know, there are three guests I think I really, really wanted to start this show, Jim Harbaugh being one of them. Uh, the second one was Mark Davis and did get Mark Davis uh, pretty quickly. The third one was Tiger Woods. And I have a little in with Tiger Not a big in. No one has an in with Tiger Woods. But I had a pretty good idea that Tiger reads me, had a, had a sense from his camp, again, that there was some familiarity there. Big Laker fan, big Raiders fan. So I, I figured there was some, you know, I, I could figure out why he knew me. Uh, he'd always been okay with me, not in a, in a one-on-one sense. But I thought this might be the perfect time. You know, just he doesn't do this. It would come out of nowhere. And got some indication from his camp that they might do it some indication over time kept that now with tiger then something else happens and then you know it's it's impossible if this happens it's impossible but it really as it got closer to the tournament here uh a little while ago it came like okay this might happen we might get tiger woods on and i have told various people not paul baca though that if i get tiger on this i am buying you lunch various people i've said not either bud geracy or paul baca by the way uh and they would never get that offer if we got Tiger Woods, I was going to be. Uh, it was going to be a great show. I, I'm totally. If I ever do get him, it's going to be a great show. I just don't think it's going to happen because he had the back injury right on that time and it screwed everything up. Uh, but Tiger Woods is the one I worked the hardest beyond Manfred, the one I thought I had a shot at, and the one that did not come through. And that is that is the greatest regret of the TK show right there. We did not have the right timing. Not you know nobody's fault, but that would have been a pretty good show. I, I would have been okay with that one. If you had him lined up, would we have Paul sleep here the night before? <laughs> I would not jinx it. I would just let everything happen naturally, and then I would yell the hell at him probably about three minutes before the show. Let's go back to the very beginning, the Harbaugh show. That was the very first one, and he dropped a, a bit of a bombshell, uh, disclosing what we already figured, that his departure from the 49ers w- was not a mutual parting. Did that, uh, did that surprise you? Well, I'm going to ask Paul, because I don't know what Paul was thinking going into this show. I knew what I was thinking. What did you expect from When I said we're getting Jim Harbaugh, what, what were you thinking? I was like, oh, we're doing this show. <laughs> I know we've been talking about this for a while, but now we're, we're doing it. Not the John Wilner episode that, <laughs> that, that we started. Although that was, that's when, you know what? I felt we had the show when we did the test show with, with John Wilner, a college writer, obviously, who, who did a favor for me before we even had a show. Went on. The sound was so good. The, the, the rhythm was good. You did it. You recorded it. It, it was great. We put it out there. Uh, I don't know if it's on the catalog now. So that's when I knew we had a show because I knew I had Harbaugh in my pocket. Not in my po- I just knew he was going to come on. I, from the moment I thought of doing this show, it hit me. I think I can get Harbaugh on. I think it's the right timing. I think it's the right personality. I think it's the right format. There's some weird, as Bud knows, there's some weird kinetic connection between me and Harbaugh. We don't love each other, but we get each other. Just felt that that was going to be the show. And I felt, here's where I knew he might say something really good. I, I thought, he, just agreeing to it, sometimes you do set up interviews, you know just by the act of agreeing to it, they're going to say something, or else he wouldn't agree to it. But while I'm exchanging texts with Harbaugh, and he's saying you know, that he's going to come on, still not 100% sure what's going to happen. Dave Feldman from Comcast, who went to high school with Harbaugh, calls me the day before. I hadn't announced I'm doing a podcast. This is, you know, I like to keep it under wraps until you have it, because I don't, you know, you know, talk you about, know. don't talk about it. Let it happen. 
Then, then Feldman calls me the day before we do the show. I think we did it on February 13. He calls me February 12 and says, so what's this about you doing a podcast? <laughs> this is out of the blue. Oh, I guess you've heard about this. I guess Harbaugh. Said, yep, Jim says he's coming on. I go, boom. Not only do I know we've got him, I, which I knew he wasn't going to renege on that, I knew if he was talking to Feldman about it, that there was going to be something worthwhile in it. And he's doing it with me. It's my, you know, was the first real big show. Tolbert was the first day, too. But I knew there was going to be something worthwhile in it if I just asked him the right questions. Now, that's a big part of it is you got to get out of the way. And you also have to ask the right questions. Kind of knew with Harbaugh. And, and the one little regret is we talked all about Michigan. I figured let's get into Michigan first because he's on now. He didn't particularly want to talk that much about Michigan because he wanted to talk about the 49ers. We get to the 49ers probably, what, eight minutes into the show. And, and so I put people through eight minutes of having to listen to the Michigan stuff, which is fine. He wasn't terrible. But then we get to the 49ers stuff, and it was just, you know, kabam, kabam, kabam. And I don't know if Paul and I looked at each other that time. I wasn't looking. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. You, I said, make I, sure it's recorded. Make sure that <laughs> damn thing's recorded. I remember, I remember what I was doing. I was sitting here biting my knuckle. <laughs> I, I was just doing that for, like, two minutes. Yeah. Then, then he, you know, he says it's, you know, he doesn't feel like he left the 49ers. He feels like the 49ers management left me. I didn't leave the 49ers. I felt like the 49er hierarchy left me. So. That's the quote. You know it is. Uh, we end up, you know, we do, uh, we accidentally hang up on Jim. Uh, Paul Baca's famous moment there. Oh, I think we just, hung, we just hung up on Jim Harbaugh there, but that's okay. Jim calls back, uh, which is hilarious. It, it always was, oh, we got a phone call here. Oh, from Jim Harbaugh. We, we do another five minutes. He puts Sarah Harbaugh on. We talk. It's, it's a nice wrap-up. He's in a great mood. They're driving down to Monterey. We wrap up the show finally, and we end, end the show, and that's when... Uh, this, this is happening. We have it. We're going to do more. Other people are going to want to be on this show. It's the right format. It just felt, going in, I, I had an idea what the format was going to be. That show fit everything I thought I wanted in the show perfectly. The Tolbert show, which we actually did before, fit it too. I, you know, people I want to hear from, people I have conversations with anyway, talking comfortably, and you know, about some pointed issues too. The funny thing about Tolbert is, he, we did that, set it up probably, what, 45 minutes before Harbaugh was going to call. We had some technical issues, which is understandable. Technical issues happen. We had to back it up and back it up and back it up. So we're getting close to the time when Harbaugh is calling. It's like, uh, we're just recording. I don't care if it's blaring sirens on this pocket. We are going to do Tolbert right now. We're getting, and I, I think I rushed him off the air. I feel like I did. Because we're going to have this line clear when Jim Harbaugh is calling. So that was... The double dip, two guys I really like, but man, that was that one got. I think I was more panicked about that one just because we knew who was calling right at the top of the hour, and we were getting a little close to it with with Tolbert. Yeah, it was our first one. We were still dialing in and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. You got him lined up, and and Harbaugh gets a call busy wait, signal. Call yeah. waiting. Yeah. Call waiting. Yeah. So about the hanging up part. <laughs> uh, uh, my family, I saw them at the. Uh, family gathering not too long after that episode and first thing one of my relatives said to me was I heard you hung up on Harbaugh <laughs> like how'd you know <laughs> every, people every, listening I have a lot of family like sports so I guess they, there's they, not oh, a lot of guys who can say that I mean Jed York probably well, I, don't know. I, don't, I don't think Jed York would have the guts to do that actually by the way the intro music that we use is from Paul Baca hey that's my band there you go uh, is that right we couldn't pay we couldn't pay any money well, for, clearly, for I'm, I'm guest hosting. <laughs> yeah. That's the big money. That's <laughs> yeah. a percentage cut right there. Yeah, What's the name of your band, Paul? Uh, Vulture Smile. There you go. 
Where's your that, next next gig? Put that out last summer. Uh, no current gigs right now. We're <laughs> focusing on other stuff. All right. Come on, like bud. the the TK show. There you go. Yes, yeah, a lot of other expensive hobbies. To do. <laughs> Paul, do you have a favorite show of these episodes? Hmm. He doesn't listen to them. No, I, I, <laughs> well, uh, a fa- I mean, a favorite one. I mean, definitely the one where we were allowed to go on to the Warriors campus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple, Warriors, we did a couple of them. But. Yeah, the Warriors headquarters. I got to go into the Warriors gym, and we set up a show right inside of the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty neat. There was a lot of people who were jealous of me for that. Yeah, that was a pl- during the was playoffs. Was that a Draymond? The, 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 the first one was during, the, was during the playoffs was Luke Walton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, that was the, yeah, the one in the middle of everybody. That was big because it was it was like right before he had to step in yeah it was you know it was last season but it was luke was going to get the promotion to the number one and he was very good and it was a good time to get luke yeah just gotten yeah, pro- yeah. he was going to get promoted but it was you know was you a, didn't know you were yeah. talking to the future interim head Probably, coach yeah didn't know that and the other one <laughs> yeah. with that show is they were doing a draft workout afterwards and their practice ran long so our time where we're supposed to be Kind of got a little nervousy, and there was a little bit of tension about getting us out of there. Although we, you know, it was clear we were going to fight. They just wanted us, didn't want us to be doing a show when they're working out draft picks. That's what was. It's a little interesting there, but it was fine. Then we went back again uh, for the Draymond Green signing press conference, and we got Bob Myers, general manager, and Draymond Green. But actually, that was in their weight room. We yeah. did that right in the weight room, just out, just alongside the practice court. So that was kind of cool. Harbaugh, I'm going to guess Harbaugh was your favorite yeah. show, Tim, but is there another one that stands out? Yeah, Harbaugh, obviously, everyone asks me, has anyone ever come close to the listenership of Harbaugh? And no, they have not. Uh, but I what wouldn't expect it. Pur- that's nationalism. What about Purdy, Purdy, Purdy and Tracy, and I put that. I put that, but that's like you guys listening to it's it a, yourself. It's probably 15,000. That's 15, kind of in a different, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A different it's a whole category. Shelf. Uh, I will say that Marcus Thompson's show did very, very well. He's sitting in this room, so I don't want him to hear that. Oh, I was going to uh, ask if you've ever well. had him on. The He's Mark, a tough get. The Mark Davis show, I just knew was a, it was a, the right format. We talk about format. Uh, that did very well, and it was he doesn't do this sort of thing. So I was... Uh, you know, I liked that show and answered a lot of the questions that people wanted to hear. I so, said, you know what, the one show that out of the blue I wouldn't have thought was one of my favorites, it did very well. I didn't really care one way or the other. I, I liked doing it was Ralph Barbieri. Just thought the timing was right. You know, the KMBR host who hadn't been doing anything for a couple of years, a voice that people were so used to, uh, ask him the pertinent questions and then just let him go. At the end, he just talked for about 15 minutes straight. That's Ralph. It's okay. We, had got, the, we got the time for it. He had things he wanted to say. Did very well with the litner again, very well. But I was just comfortable because it was the right time for it. Is the right for it. no one else was going to have him, and yet people wanted to hear him. And we might have him on again. It's just that moment, that time, that person. This is what I like about this show. Sometimes we don't get it right. Maybe a lot of times we don't get it right. That one just kind of hit a groove on someone people hadn't heard from, want to hear from, and this format by phone, his voice. This expanded amount of time all worked at the same time. That that's when I'll say Delahoya is another one for me. Talked about uh, you know was before Pacquiao and Mayweather, not a great fight, but he had a strong view, and I covered him back you know in the in the late '90s at the LA Times. We kind of split apart. We didn't like each other for a long time, or he didn't like me. So that was a big one for me, just to get Oscar on the show. He wanted to do. He got what it was. 
that we, we had not been real good for, for many years, and this was a place that we could come together. We could talk about old times. We got a lot of old times. And I liked having him on timing-wise for me, whether or not it was for you know, listeners or not, I don't know. But for me, I liked having Delahoy on. I'm I'm very surprised to hear that uh, Ralph Barbieri uh, was <laughs> oh. verbose and uh, went on and on. Oh uh, my goodness, that's that, uh, that's Ralph. <laughs> yeah, I don't. So, so. Used to have him down better when he was on all the time. Uh, it was it was good to have Ralph. So can I, can I tell you the time when I heard that voice? Yeah. All right. Uh, that, Absolutely. It was right when the was it the Giants this year. They they got knocked out of the postseason. They weren't in the postseason yet. Oh, okay. They didn't, they they didn't, didn't make, make, make playoffs. Yeah, they didn't make the playoffs. It was the last Giants game of the season. Uh, it's like 10 o'clock at night. I'm just hanging out um, with my dogs and get this phone call, and it, it, it kind of sounded like um, uh, Razor. Joe, Pes- <laughs> Joe Pesci. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, that's good. A little bit. Uh, yep. and, and it said, can I talk to Tim? Because <laughs> he's got his number because you call his number to so, go on the so, show. Yeah. yeah, so that's the thing. When guests call the show, they're actually calling my, my cell phone. And because my cell phone's plugged into the system, that's how we record it. Uh, so I hear he's I, he, he's he's in a rush. He, he's hurt. He's really hurried. He's like, I need to talk to Tim. Can I talk to Tim? I'm like, uh, I called this phone number the other day. Tim Calcomi gave me this number. Are you Tim's producer? Yes, I get it now. Oh, you're Ralph Barbieri. So I gave Ralph Tim's number 10 o'clock at night on a, a random uh, a random moment like that. Yeah, th- those are not random phone calls for me, but uh, for Paul, uh, that that I'm sure that was interesting. I think yeah, Paul calls me. Uh, Ralph Barbieri's looking for you. He just called my number. Yeah. Okay, I can I can I, I absolutely imagine that happening. But it was it was funny that that's the way he Ralph super got. random to me. <laughs> well, let me ask you: Do we have a chance of getting Joe Pesci in here? Uh, yeah, once you do a no, don't do an imitation. So no, I, I, I no, I won't. Uh, I can't do Pesci. <laughs> Well, some would say I, I, I can't do, do I, Ralph. I'll do Pesci. I get Pesci on the show. Got to drop a lot of f bombs on that one. <laughs> Indeed, Tim, you mentioned uh, like you weren't in real good place with De La Hoya for uh, for quite a while. Um, has that come up? I mean, you uh, you write your truth mm-hmm. uh, for us almost daily, either in print or on the blog, and um, you've probably had some people on here whose whose feathers you've ruffled. Yeah. Has that? Uh, has that ever come up? Have uh, well, uh, yeah, two way. Reggie McKenzie, somebody I've been tough on two years ago, real tough on. You know, I, I wasn't attacking him personally, but I, you know, there's some picks of his that weren't great. DJ Hayden, there were some other moves that I was tough on. People I was hearing from people in the league were tough on him, so I was tough on him. And you know, Reggie, I'd see Reggie, he'd say hello, but obviously, when you take the, the next yeah. step of will then, you be on my yeah, show? I then the Raiders, you know, the Raiders have been, you know, with when, when Mark Davis is coming on my show, it's clear that. You know, in the organization, they know this isn't a terrible place to be on. So I'll have to say that. Uh, Del Re- Jack Del Rio was on the show. Uh, so I asked for Reggie. I said, you know what? You know, I told, I told the, the PR person, who's, who will, will Kiss, who's very sharp. And I said, listen, I'm going to ask Reggie on, and I'll tell you, it's not going to be a hatchet job. You know that. And I've written positive things about it. I don't think this show is going to be anything that you are going to be surprised by. He didn't say it had to be one thing or other. He goes, okay, I'll, I'll check with Reggie. Let's see if we can do that. We get Reggie on, and I thought it was important that I said on the show, Reggie, I'm somebody who, you know, you've been criticized. I'm, I'm someone who's led the way. I am disagreeing with myself now. That was incorrect. Yeah. You have, you have, let's, come in let's the last play few that, years. Let's play that clip. Yep. You, you 
certainly got some criticism your first few years, and and much of it by me. I I I gonna gonna say that, but I'm gonna say I, I saw a lot of construction constructive steps the last few years, and uh, I'm gonna say that I I probably was wrong about you, Reggie, and I'm gonna say that this team is built really solidly. And he all you know one thing that Reggie was good about. He said, yeah, you weren't the only one, and they lost. They lost a lot of games. So Reggie doesn't seem like a guy that would kind of get the tough part about this job, his job, that it's about wins and losses. You lose, you're going to get criticized, and you've got to plug through it. You win, you get praised, and you, you plug through that, too. So he gets it, though. I think, he, you know, again, he didn't love it, but he never was angry about it. You've got to win games. Once you win games, the tide will turn because you, you are smart. Because to, to be smart, you, you have to win games, you have to be smart. And I think he got that. You know, it was tough. You know, it's been three years, it, many years of losing. You were beating me up. You, <laughs> I, weren't, the, you weren't the only one. Yeah, I, it was a whole lot of people. I, I was definitely doing <laughs> but it. But I understood yeah. it. I understood it. You, yeah. you know, when you lose games, mm-hmm. that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Some of the people that I criticize don't get that. And now oh. the, the, the Warriors got that at some point. Lake and I, and, and Bud, you know more than anybody, have had an up-and-down relationship. But he always would talk to me because you're going to write good things about us when we win. And I am. I think I have. I think I have. Pretty the tough. Four, to, the, pretty tough to yeah, criticize them right now. The hell out of thirteen zero. <laughs> but uh, the Forty ers not so much the case. Now they're all invited on my show. I have said many times, and I don't want to like make a show of it to say, "Oh, I'm inviting you, and you won't come on." But the the from the get when I got Jim Harbaugh on, and he said what he said. I told the Forty ers that Jed York, Parag Marate, Trent Balky, and whoever you hire as a coach turned out to be Jim Tom Siller are have an open invitation. Colin Kaepernick. Also, open invitation on the show. Anyone else they want to provide that I would feel cre- is credible is welcome on the show. They have turned not they haven't turned me down right you know angrily. They just said no, not at this time. They're not going to be on. That's all right. I just would my point, and it isn't just this show. Certainly not specifically this show, but it's the the people who are willing to come on to shows like this or on you know, the radio, or on whatever interview, or press conferences, are the ones that can't explain themselves and have an answer for things when they go wrong or a reason why things are going right. And if you don't want to do things like this, again, not this show specifically, but things like this, you tend not to have answers. You tend not to want to explain yourself because you can't. So taking the 49ers out of that rant of mine there, I would just say, the guy, Reggie McKenzie got it. Some other Del Rio has got it. Bochi has Bochi and I have gone round and round. Bochi was I said absolutely he'll do this show. Brian Sabian and I have gone out round and round. He's absolutely been on this show. Billy Bean been on this show. The guys who can you know, Bob Myers, the guys who can explain themselves tend to be the more successful ones and they'll be tend the ones to do these shows. So I I don't want to demean anybody who doesn't want to be on the show. I never went into it that way. I'm just saying if you can explain yourself, you tend to, to do it because mm-hmm. you can. And if you can't explain yourself, you tend not to do it. But back to Reggie McKenzie for a second. And, you know, in my experience, um, the, it's, it's very rare for guys to get it. I, don't even ex- I didn't even expect guys to get it, right? Uh, but the guys... Technical issue, I just spilled a can of uh, iced tea here, by the way. Go ahead. The guys who I think it's toughest to get it are guys like Reggie who played. Yep. Guys who play and get it, 
I just marvel at. Dave Stewart was one. Dennis Eckersley was one. And you'll notice the more I talk, the more it's like ancient times because I'm not out there anymore. But uh, that to me is yeah. remarkable. Yeah, I'd say another. I'll, I'll give. I don't like talking about guests that I haven't been able to book that much or guests I want to have on. But another one, I will mention in that line, Chris Mullen is somebody that kind of went through some. You know, it was tough times for him at the end, and I think I was writing things that that Chris Mullen supporters would have wanted to read about the way the, the Warriors treated him at the end of his executive period there and the things that he was trying to do that were thwarted by Robert Rowell and, and Chris Cohan. And we talked throughout that. In the last year or so, he has not spoken to me. And, and I've reached out to him to be on this show several times, no answer. That's okay, I get it, but a former player who didn't like the way I covered the Lake of Joe Lake of Bear, just flat, did not like it. That and, surprises me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you went to his Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, and, they, and that wasn't that way to go, but knocking things around. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was not too long ago. And, you know, went to his Hall of the party in New York, and we were good. We were always good. What do you think happened? Uh, you know, I don't want to get too much in. It's nothing terrible. He didn't like that I was praising all the Warriors moves of late. He didn't like that. As, uh, it's, uh, it's filtered back to me. I don't know. He hasn't said he, don't, he won't talk to me. But that's okay. It just it, that's a player. It's it's like that's when you said Reg like a player grudge. It's a, it's like I said he wasn't a good player. I never obviously never said that. It just it got to him something he didn't want. He couldn't get past. And it wasn't about him. It was about you know Rudy Gay. It really it's it he he helped acquire Rudy Gay in Sacramento. He loves Monte Ellis. Those are players. I, I don't have a great fondness for as basketball players, and when they've moved, I've ripped the team that's acquired them. Uh, and, and I have heard back, and there's certain players on the current Warriors team that he doesn't love that I praise a lot, not Curry. This is not a Curry thing. And that's all, you know, that's it. That's it. If he doesn't like it, that's fair of him. I'm surprised that, one, he's at St. John's now. He could use West Coast recruiting tool, come on and be Chris Mullen. He might get somebody. Two, I think I treated him as fairly as possible when he was when he was on the Warriors. And if he doesn't think that there's connection, that I have to be as credible as I can by saying what I think. It's interesting. Again, not about this show. He he he's not speaking to me at all. It, it's a weird. Uh, and 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 the one thing this show has done is I am reaching out to a lot of people, a lot of people, to try to get them on the show or just to see if they're willing, what their attitude about coming on the show is. So you re go back to people maybe you've just skipped over because you, you don't know if he's going to talking to you. Chris Mullen's not talking to me. It's, it's an interesting <laughs> dynamic. That's how you were able to confirm that. I, I'm pretty sure about that one. <laughs> yeah. did, uh, did anyone surprise you? Yeah, let me backtrack. Do you have a least favorite show? Well, <laughs> I will say that there was one, again, I'm burning, I'm burning bridges here, but uh, Dan Patrick, I, the broadcaster, was I feel with, like yeah, I feel yeah, like Kawakami. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're getting the He's somebody I absolutely want to show. He, uh, in, as I told Dan on the show, in many ways, I've modeled what I what I want this show to be off of his show because I've appeared on his show, probably not anymore, and I've appeared on many other shows, and his show's great to appear on. It's a wonderful interview if you're the interview subject. He lets you talk. It's smooth. It's comfortable. You don't feel like you're backed into anything, yet you get to say what you want to say. And, and important issues are brought up. I, that's a lot of the conversation I want it to, to sound like on this show. We did it. He was fine. I asked him a lot about Colin Cowherd, because at that moment, it was an interesting time. Cowherd had just 
said that you know inflammatory things about about uh, Dominican pitchers, I believe, and players in baseball, and then had just left ESPN. Dan and Colin had had times when they were exchanging, you know, and they still do, where they don't like each other. So I was asking Dan about that. Nothing. He's a professional broadcaster. He should be able to answer. And he didn't say anything inflammatory whatsoever. I didn't think it's, I mean, Paul, did you think a second about that what he was saying was something that he would regret later? I didn't think so. I don't think so. I'd never even thought about it. And then immediately I get texts from his producer after the show. Dan wants that out. You can't put that out. Because, you know, it's a podcast, so we could, and there's some time delay. But I had already tweeted that he, I'd ask him about Calvert. I had already, about, I was about to post it the whole the interview. I didn't know what the technology was for Paul. Could he go back in? He wanted, you know, Dan, according to the producer, wanted like two minutes of the show, two yeah. minutes of a 26-minute show scrub or more. It's like three minutes. Yeah, or something, it was something like, like two or three minutes. Yeah, and I, we I took asked Paul. Seventeen seconds. Yeah, I asked Paul about it, and he told me through three the whole conversation about Colin Coward was three minutes forty. That's what the producer wanted out, and I said, "There's no way we're taking three forty out." So Paul then, being as skilled as he was, he took the, maybe the one sentence that might have been able to say, okay, that wasn't something that he would want out there. Again, yeah, it, it wasn't was, even it, that bad. It wasn't even that bad. No, it was just no. one sentence yeah. that sounded like he was... Might have been distant. Might have been distancing himself from Colin Coward, someone he's ripped on his show. And I just, I, it came off wrong to me. There was no apologies, nothing from Dan himself. And he's someone I've been on his show a lot. So he won't ask me to be on a show. I don't think I've just, and I will not appear on a show anymore. So a, a broadcaster, a paid broadcaster who's on the air hours a day nationally is the only one, the only one to call, to have someone call back to try to get something off the air that he said that was recorded. That rubbed me really wrong. And hey, Mark Davis called me back, but he called me back to say, hey, I forgot to mention Hooters is my favorite restaurant. <laughs> so, you know, no one else, Jack Del Rio, Oscar De La Hoya, the commissioner, Nobody else has even come close to doing something like that. I I was offended by it. We did it what you know in, in as comfortable a way as we could. I didn't understand it, and uh, I continue to be bothered by that episode. And I can't listen to his show anymore. So are you more done with Dan, or is Dan I done no with idea. you? I have no idea. I don't think I'm going to get asked on his show anymore, and I know I'm not doing it. So I might do it one time, and I wouldn't be do it in an angry way. I do it one time because I do owe him for coming on my show. I, that that I understand, and I am grateful for him calling me, him getting a producer to call up and scrub it is, is unbelievable to me. So, you know, and you alluded to this, the surprising thing is is this is a broadcaster, and yep. you're doing a broadcast that him of all people would yep. get it. I probably uh, shouldn't have been surprised by this because Dave Feldman is a, is a professional broadcaster, but that was a really compelling show to me, and I don't know if it was because there was so much Harbaugh to it and, and Dave has such insight into him, but I, I, you know, when I look at the list of guests, you know, and I pick out, I'd like to hear that guy, that guy, that guy, Dave Feldman is, is not high on the list, but that, but I picked it and it was good. No, good. I mean, the, I'm not sure exactly what the formula is for the best guest. I just, in my mind, it's who do I think can carry 20 minutes plus usually. Who do I have a good conversational chemistry with? Doesn't mean they're my best friends, although Dave is a friend of mine. But it's somebody that I, I can understand how it's going to go in my head back and forth. And the third one, is there something, and this should be probably one, but it's third in my mind, is there something that there's, this person can say uniquely interesting 
to whatever my audience is. And Dave hit that. You know, there's other people I haven't asked who, ha who hit all those, but Dave is someone for sure in my mind that because it's Harbaugh, and he's got a unique view on that, because Dave and I have a unique combined relationship with Harbaugh, not like we go ha hang out with him, but we both have a view of Harbaugh that's different than others. And also, well, also I, I honor the fact that he called me up the day before I had Harbaugh, and he confirmed in my head that we got a show. So all those things were working in, in, in my mind. Um, and, and when I have media people on, it doesn't always work like this, but I do think people like to hear the little bit of the behind the scenes relationship. What's the relationship really like? And I think you could come on, you know, you can hear in a show like this, and hopefully on my show, uh, if there is a real understanding between media people, if there's, you know, if we, we know things, we can communicate things that maybe we can't in other formats, this is the perfect format for it. Just the conversation, just to be able to kind of get between the lines to get to say things and, and have an understanding with someone. And that's what this, again, is great about. It's, it's a connection with somebody on air. It's not just talking, you know, question, answer, question. It, it's supposed to be a back. I get annoyed when I'm on shows. Again, this one of the big thing about this show is I go on shows and it's a dictation to me. Da -da 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 -da. Just talk. Da -da 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 -da. Just talk. It's not uh, because I said something that changes what the next question is going to be. And that leads to the third question that never we never would have imagined. And that builds to something in part four that might have been alluded to in part one. That's what I hope this show to be. And if I have people on like Dave Fellman, who I think hit a lot of the criteria, we get somewhere that maybe we wouldn't have got with anybody else because it's me and him. And that, again, I like that. It's, it, 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 it's different than it would be with anybody else because I'm going to produce just because of who the questions I ask and what I think in my relationship, it's going to be a little bit different. Not always different. There's some broiler plate. But most of the time, is this going to be something that's a little bit different or a lot different than what you've heard from these people or have ever heard from these people in the past? It's a conversation. It tries it's, to be. It it's to not be an helpful. interview. It's an organic conversation. Well. <laughs> and so now I can't ask the next question on my list because you, because you, mentioned, uh, because you mentioned something that I should uh, follow up on. But you're lucky. I forgot it. So <laughs> Organically, you forgot it. Stuff happens. And Marcus on the just left the office. By the way, he was disgusted by this conversation. I think he was. Uh, <laughs> I think he was envious that he couldn't be. Oh, uh, there you go. That's probably, what it, be was. On. That's probably what it was. We were ignoring him. Stuff happens while you guys are doing this. Um, you spilled your tea. Mm -hmm. I banged my knee on the yeah, table, which loud, people will hear at loud. the what mark was that, Paul? Maybe the 18-minute mark. I, we got a big thump. Um, has anything, those are little things, has anything big ever happened that almost got on the air that uh, you wouldn't have wanted? Paul, or you had something? We had a couple phone disconnections. There's, yeah, there's yeah. been a couple phone disconnections. Um, there was when I think you were in Memphis doing the other oh, phone yeah. call. Yeah, that uh, was, yeah, Mark Stein. Yeah, yeah, it sounded like he was calling from <laughs> a pub because he had to get out of the rain or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that was Mark Stein it, in Memphis. Didn't have a very good cell phone connection to begin yeah. with, and I, I kind of, I think I, I think I stopped everything and interrupted you guys and said, "I'm not really sure about this," yeah. you know. And then we we talked about it for 30 seconds, and just said, "Let's keep going." Yep. I apologize for the background noise, my man. Unfortunately, my setup my setup here in Memphis is not quite as amazingly efficient as it is in Oakland, where I actually get to stay in the hotel where the Warriors practice here. I'm uh, 
I wandered the streets trying to find a semi-quiet location to call you. Uh, I'm not happy about the quality of, of that show, but we did what we did because it uh, it was a timely matter. Yeah, that's that's one that Paul really taught me something while the Warriors were in the playoffs. It was going to be tough. Some of them we had to record while I was on the road, and we talked, you know, again, I was in Memphis in my hotel room. Mark Stein is in a restaurant in Memphis because the Warriors are playing Memphis. Just get the show. You know what? At some point, we just – Let's not bag it because it's hard. Let's record a show. And people listen to that show. I'm, I, I, that's one, I'd like to thank people because that was a hard show to do. Forget about listen to. Uh, it's Mark Stein from ESPN. People are going to want to listen to that. It just was a hard show to hear, but we just had to do it. And you have to do the next one. Then you have to do the next one. It's the same thing if you have a great show. Okay, we had a great show. Let's do the next one. And as Bud knows, I'm kind of wired that way anyway. Let's do the next one. Let's make this one as good as it can be. If it's not great, so it goes. We're going to be good the next time, and then the next time, and then the next time. Those playoff ones were hard, and, and I leaned on my friends for many of them. I got Rado on. I got Dave Aldridge. I got Howard Beck. I, you know, these are my friends who cover the NBA largely. And to, get, to keep that show going, and we didn't want to go dark for six, seven weeks, uh, we had to do it that way. We, had to, you know, we interspersed a Luke Walton in there, but... Uh, those were hard, but that, that, that we could do that through that period and that Paul was pushing me to do it, I thought was really important just to keep going because it would have been really easy to not do any shows. I wasn't, you know, we're flying, I'm writing, my boss is a real mean guy, he's making me all do all the extra stuff. We still got them done, and, and I'm pretty proud that we did that. Now, they might not have been the greatest shows in Israel. Some of them were pretty good. But we got them done at a, at a time that people wanted to hear what we were talking about. And, and yeah, the, again, we joke about it. The Marcus one did great numbers, if I recall correctly. And Ethan Sherwood-Strauss did really good numbers. Sometimes you just got to do the show. Put it out there, and we're not sure. You don't know where the numbers are going to be. And Warriors tends to be pretty good numbers. What do they say? You can't, uh, you can't make a shot if you don't take it. Absolutely. Absolutely can't. If, if we're not ready to do a show every week, then there won't be a show. Let's just do it. We're doing a show. That's what we're doing. And we'll try to make it as good as we can. But we're, it's never a moment we're not doing a show. Paul knows that. <laughs> we're doing a yep. show. This is, it is happening. I'm getting somebody, and we're going to do a show. Tim, as the keeper of your schedule, I know how often you take <laughs> vacation. But I, I don't know Paul's, uh, Paul's personal habits. Are we going to run into a vacation here one of these I times? We are. I believe we, we do. Are. We have one. I, I have uh, the first of uh, the first week of December off, and I, I have to because I reached that, that point where <laughs> I can no longer collect any more vacation time. Oh, you're capped. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm the guy who got uh, fluorescent highlighter <laughs> on my name, who's my boss is supposed to come talk to me and say, you got to take some vacation, you can't collect anymore. So we are honoring so, this. So, yeah, yeah. We are, so I get a yeah. week off. I'll be going to Yosemite. Uh, that'd be cool. And we will not be having them call in. They got some the reception show. there. If you go <laughs> well, outside. A little <laughs> So, yeah, this is part of the reason we're doing this show, by the way, if you're wondering what the hell are they doing this show for, is we're going to be off next week on Thanksgiving. We'll be a week off after that when Paul's on vacation. So this will try to try to bite you through that time when you're desperately trying to hear a new TK show episode. This is it. Uh, we're, we're trying to stir up. You know, we've had enough shows to kind of talk about it, so why not take a look back on what we've done so far? It's been an excellent run so far, gentlemen. Yeah, thank you, bud. Thank Thanks. you for, uh, for uh, stepping in and helping us. Uh, and 
we will have a show in a couple more weeks. I'm not sure. We got Bud's liking that microphone a lot, though. We, he might want to jump in as a co-host. I know Barbieri has suggested that too. So we'll get, but we'll, we'll get Bud and Ralph a show together. That, that might work out. Yeah, that'll. And Canseco. Canseco, hey, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> give me a call. I'm uh, Paul Vaca or E Paul Vaca. Email, email, Twitter. Oh, just call him at ten o'clock at <laughs> night. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm asked for Tim. If Paul gets you, Jose, we're doing a show. Reply to my direct messages, please. Don't block me. <laughs> All right. Take us home, bud. Take us out of here. Well, that's gonna be it for today, guys. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thank you, bud.